Wow, those that, that sky, it was offensive. I mean, I sky. just can't believe it. Yeah, I just can't believe it did that to me. Fucker. I know. What what happened? Uh, well, what happened was Oh, hello there people. Uh it's the Immaterial Gamers podcast, episode 62. The 62nd episode. Yeah, the 62nd coming. You'd mm. you'd think if religion was getting that far at that point, you just wonder why they bother. It's just like at this point, he's just at this point 60 seconds, Jesus has come to town. He's just a regular at this point. <laughs> Hi, I'm here again. It's like, we know, some... Jesus Christ. I mean, that's... Hold on, I meant to say something else. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I got the boys. It's, it's Duncan. Is that, I'm, I'm a boy. I'm one of the boys. Yep. And uh, we've got Stephen. He's another one of the boys. Hey, everyone. That was meant to be a question, not a statement. I was like, I, 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 am, I, am I one of the boys? You are yeah. one of the boys. Yeah, well, everyone's one of the boys. Hmm. Except the boys as in the superhero show by Amazon, which is apparently supposed to be very good. Yeah, from what I've been told, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's kind They're of basically black comedy, so to speak. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, what if superheroes are run as a business, and every one of those superheroes is an irredeemable twat? Hmm. And, basically, what if you get a vigilante group who's dedicated to taking them down? Because, you know, when, when we mean irredeemable twats, we mean it, they do beyond-the-pale stuff. But, uh... Because yeah. they're super. Yeah. It's things like, who watches The Watchmen? No one, because they're getting killed by the Watchmen. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a Watchmen mm-hmm. TV show coming out as well now, isn't there? Is there now? I don't know. I believe I, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it basically carries on from the end of the film, effectively. Yeah, it's like, a bit uh, of a... I feel like the film kind of got to like the, the end bit. It did, but do you remember that very, very last scene where it was like, uh, oh shit, we've got no news because, you know, world peace. Uh, I'll just find something off the crackpot file. And there's Rorschach's diary that, you know, is basically Dead Man's Drop of everything that had happened in the film. You'd mm. think that would probably uncause world peace. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Right, but that is a, a little shorter warm-up out of the way, because we've got stuff to do. Yes. So, straight into it with what's been played. What's been played? Okay. And what has been played? That is a, mm. That's the question we all need to ask ourselves. Yeah. I would like to step up first, please. Yeah. Alright. What are you what are you gone and did? I I gone and did. Destiny two Shadowkeep. I this this came out on Tuesday last week. So actually, yeah, as we were reco- uh, as we released last week's podcast. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep came out. What is Destiny 2 Shadowkeep? It is the newest expandalone. Expandalone. The... <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a fucking yeah. euphemism. This is I know I know it does it does but it it like like Steve says it makes sense in this point because two things happened on Tuesday, October the 1st. Destiny 2 Shadowkeep came out and Destiny 2 has gone free to play, so um, so now 
it is just downloadable everywhere on PC through Steam and through the PS Store and Xbox Live. Store. Yeah, I've seen that creeping out onto the uh, the other platforms. Yeah, and it's just like it, it was kind of like, wait a minute, isn't that a oh right? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Steam's still a platform. I'm surprised it's not gone Epic exclusive, but still. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> wow, no wonder I didn't see... Ah, uh, Duncan, I saw what you put in the Discord. And then deleted. Well, uh, you know, you can't leave that out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a fun joke. That's private for us. You can all guess what it is in the comments if you want. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah. It was an expand-alone joke. Just think about it for a second. <laughs> It'll come to you. Hey, oh. Oh, well. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yes, indeed. But um, yeah. So so that that came out, and part of this of the of the free to play of Destiny Two is now that all the major story expansions. Well, New Light comes with everything up to Forsaken in terms yeah. of story content. But it also comes with all the side stuff as well, like Black Armory and Joker's Wild Packs and, and stuff like that. That's just free to play, off the Joker. off the cuff. Joker's in, in Destiny Two? No, no, Joker's Wild. Um, it's just ah. it's it's sort of based on a character called the Drifter, who's a bit of a dick actually. Um, he's a a rogue light bearer. So, you know, generally the Guardians in, in Destiny, you know, generally good guys. They use the light to, to good. The Drifter uses his light to not good. Yeah. And basically hosts an underground game called Gambit, which, uh, you know, has Guardians killing each other for money and fame and power. Um, but they also do that by killing all the scum of the universe as well. Uh, Men in Black style. Yeah. You know, the little, little all, cricket. Kill all the scum. Yeah, all the scum. The wretched scum of Hive and Villainy. Um, no, wait, sorry, that's a wrong franchise. But, yeah, Shadowkeep um, is the first expansion that that returns us to the moon. I mean, sorry, the moon. The moon? What the are you, moon. some kind of Kerbal? Uh, I wish there was an expansion. Can you imagine a mod for Destiny 2? It's like, everything is the same, except... It's like Kerbal themed, Kerbal oh, art God. style, Kerbal characters. God, imagine, yeah. Well, see, I'd go to the loading screen and watch my watch my ship just drift in deep space because I ran out of fuel. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then it just cuts to the Kerbal who's just looking around happily like the dumb little thing he is. And then the Kerbal has to get out of the rocket ship and then use his like personal thruster to physically push them the ship. In a direction that will allow his orbit to collide with uh, some celestial body, so that he can finally get home. Yeah, and then and then to quest, he's then got to just get back onto the launch pad. And actually, every time you try to launch to another planet, you've actually got to rebuild your spaceship just so it can take off properly. Uh, ooh, mm. Yes, please, squad or whoever's making Kerbal Space Program Two. Kerbal you, Space do... Destiny Two. Yeah. I mean, Rise please. of the Jeb. <laughs> oh, Jeb. God, he'd actually be the villain, wouldn't he? The Wrath of Jeb. Jebediah Kerman. He, he he still hates you after all this time. You is a collective for this, this case. Still haven't got to what Destiny 2 actually is. So it's 
What's the best way of saying this? It's if a third you liked person, Destiny well, I guess 2, it's a fir- first-person loot shooter, right? Yeah, it's a first-person loot shooter. It's been yeah. so long since I played the damn thing, I forgot what it was. Yeah. Um, and I'll just cut it straight here. If you liked Destiny 2, and you wanted more Destiny 2, Shadowkeep is certainly that. Mm. Um, now, take into account that it's still on the moon, which hasn't received any new areas. It is the moon from Destiny 1. That's a bit disappointing. Um, it's it not does gay have if a it's sli- on the moon. <laughs> but um, it does have a giant red keep in the middle of it. So, map-wise, it is the same areas. But things are there. There are additions to a point. But there's a new story campaign involving Eris Morn from... Destiny 1 and that one expansion people didn't like. Um, the Dark Below. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. But um, yeah, more jumping, shooting, looting, different ways of getting gear now. Um, because of the new light system, everyone who sort of started everything is now at light power of 750. There's a new soft cap of 950 and more. Um, it's. I don't know what to say. There's more of the same. I don't want to mess with the sort of story because it's looking a bit interesting. But yeah, it's more of the same. If you liked Destiny, you'll like this. If I do have one criticism, it's Bungie have adopted the seasonal pass model. And that's not the DLC season pass model. That's the fucking Apex Legends Fortnite bollocking returning content model. Even the, the Rainbow Six Siege model as well, because that's a season pass structure, isn't it? Yeah, it's, every time you get new characters released, if you have the season pass, you get you get them added to you automatically. You also get yeah. uh, discounts and bonuses for in-game currency. Yeah, and that's that's what's led to a bit of confusion on the purchasing of the game because I bought the standard edition, and the standard edition. Says, oh yeah, it comes with Shadow Keep and blah 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 and some little bonuses, and you'll get a season pass. Now cool. you get a pass that gets you bonus loot during the season of the Undying. The digital deluxe edition costs a little bit more and grants you four season passes. And I can tell this has brought confusion because I spoke to Matt about it, who was confused about the versions of the game. Of like you know, what's all this about four season passes? Does this mean other DLC? And so I've had some answers to him. No, it's not. It's just a bunch of level tracks that are time limited. For Shadow Keeps Season of the Undying, it's 70 days. Or at least it was when it first came out. It's now like 63 days. Because a week's gone by. And yeah, it's like, alright, here's x amount of levels and you'll get bonuses on each of the levels if you've got a season pass you'll get more loot but yeah we've already paid 30 pounds for the dlc yeah and it's looking like at the moment at the moment it's more destiny 2 but it's still it's more brief destiny 2 yeah. a few destiny missions destiny 2 and abbreviated there you are so what was that, Duncan? I was just saying, it's Destiny 2 abbreviated. Yeah. So, yes, if you like it, I'd get it, but be warned, because it's not substantially bigger 
than any other expansion that's come before it. In fact, to be honest, Shadowkeep plays... And, and I'd probably say it's playing to the same length or shorter than Forsaken. Oh, that's disappointing. So it's, what you're saying is that it's no more content than other expansions, but it just costs mm. a whole lot of money. Yeah. And what's even worse from what you're saying, it's the same moon that we've always known since the first one. Yeah. So it's it's just, like it, so it's, no it's, new it's, areas. Yeah, it's been given a lick of face paint. Uh, or lick of face paint? It's been given a lick of paint. Lick of face paint? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, we're spending 30 quid for content we already had. Yeah. Sounds but, like a waste to me. You know what? In two podcasts' time, because I'm not going to be here next week, in two podcasts' time, I may give a definitive response on whether it's um, worth it or not. Why you think but for now, it, yeah. for now, I'd hold off. Sounds yeah, like Destiny 2 just never really... I don't know. It just never really dug its claws into me. I never played the first one. I played Destiny mm. 2 because it was like, oh, it's a, this is a game that people like, and every one of my friends is playing it. Yeah. I guess I'll give it a shot. I got through the campaign, and uh, mm. by, the t- by, by the time I got through the story, it's just like, I don't really feel like doing this anymore. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I it's just I can't remember what character I was playing, but I remember that I with my build I adopted a strategy of literally just like like if I rolled that I could get like a boost to my next melee attack mm. but if I killed someone with my melee attack then I'd get like my roll instantly recharged so it's mm. just like it's just punch roll the video game it's just like I would punch one small minion roll punch another minion kill it roll again punch roll punch roll mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's like and that was just that but that was like the last three quarters of the whole that was like the last third of the whole game was just me punching and rolling my way through small minions and then actually shooting when i got to bosses yeah and that's let's say it's not really you know it's not really t- i mean it's changed a bit better in in destiny 2 in terms of the combat it's just still is this brevity that's not Matching the, the 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 price of the game that you're buying. Well, and, I mean, thirty. Yeah, that's the thing, especially with it's supposed to be an expand alone. Thirty <laughs> expand alone. Uh, thirty. I mean, thirty pounds is. I mean, that's like, that's like fifty Canadian dollars. That's like the price of like a mid, not like a triple A, but like a B. Like you know, single A, single A game. You know, yeah. like that's a that's a, that's a pretty penny for you know. Uh, you know, a, a little, a bit of extra stapled onto a game I already paid full price for. You know, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and yeah, and it's it's the classic promise of "there's more to come," but it's tied behind season passes. Season it's, no, it's not even that. It's that it, it'll be tied behind, and this is the other the the other buzzword that I hate a fucking lot: the roadmap. Oh, you uh, mean well. the same old roadmap that failed on Anthem and Division One originally? Yeah, and that's okay. It's doing all right for Division Two to a point. I've not gone yeah. back to it, but I've enjoyed Divinci, Divinci. I'm still enjoying it. Divinci Two. Yeah, Divinci Division. Two. Tom Clancy's Divinci Two. I'm enjoying it a lot more than I did Destiny Two, if I'm honest. Mm. I'm still more keen to play that than I am Destiny Two. The thing with Destiny Two, while they've done the new update for it, it's always lacked meaningful content for me, and that's why I've just never really gone back to it. 
Mm. It's a shame because the game showed a lot of potential, a lot of potential when it first came out, or well, when the first Destiny came out. Sorry, graphically yeah. it was spot on. Gunplay was spot on. The idea and some of the concepts were great, but then there was no meaningful content behind it, so it just kind of all fell flat. And then mm. of course, when they did all the original DLCs for the games and the content releases, they were just a couple of missions here and there, and nothing really meaningful actually happened though you didn't really make a difference to what you were doing you're just going around shooting stuff stealing mm. guns and making yourself the best you can be yeah i'm still wondering off this is if there's still a little bit of leftover from the activision stuff that's the but... thing um the mindset for the studio at the moment unfortunately will still have the same mindset that was drummed into them for the past what eight ten years Mm. So they won't want to risk doing the bare minimum of releasing content. They won't want to make a big effort because of the costs and whatever. Yeah, I mean, it could be said Shadowkeep could surprise me later down the line, maybe later into the season, maybe on the next season, mm. that they actually do something massive with it. But at the moment, I can't, I can't justify that. So. So, sorry, Bungie? You ever yeah. feel like... You ever feel like Borderlands is like some kind of weird time-traveling IP in the sense mm-hmm. that it's like... It feels like it's like a parody or spoof of the genre of video game that didn't exist before it came along. Yeah. And now there's like a whole slew of uh, variably profitable but almost always extremely you know initially big loot shooter rpg type games in mm. the vein of the borderlands with not i don't know it's just that, but a lot of them just don't have that same charm that same fun factor yeah like i played through destiny 2 i'm just like i just don't fucking care about this world or these people or what i'm doing mm. you know Feels it's just little, like yes yeah, it's, it's a little grimdark for for a loot shooter. And, and and the same for The Division. It's just like, you know, it's just like, when I'm playing Borderlands, like, occasionally I'm just like, okay, yes, I get it. I go to a quest, I kill people, and then, I, I'm, then I'm done the quest. I, I got it. But at least, it, like, you know, maybe there'll be a funny line of dialogue, or, you know, maybe I'll learn something about a character I'm interested in, and you know, I'm just like, oh, this feels like a fun little world, you know. Everything makes sense, and everyone's crazy, but eh, it's, I'm a, yeah. it's, it's a good time. But but yeah. and then but then it's just like you extract that part of it out of it, and then was, and, and, you know I go over to Destiny and Division, and I'm just like, all I can see is the 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 shoot people to finish quest part of it. Mm. Exactly. And I don't know. It could just be a personal thing. I'm sure lots of people are really invested in the lore of Destiny and the Division. I just they just <sighs> can't. They don't grab me the way that uh, Borderlands does. I think I'm. I wouldn't say I'm the opposite as such, but I never really got into the Borderlands games. But I did originally at least attach to the Destiny story. I used to really go into it, mm-hmm. but then it just kind of waned a little bit afterwards, and just didn't really fall fall for much for me. Yeah, if, um, I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say something with Destiny story, they made a big mistake with Year One Destiny. Oh, totally. Of, of the Grimoire. Yeah. 
Oh right, there's this story, there's this nebulous stuff about darkness and these races. But if you wanted to learn about it, you couldn't learn about it in-game. No, you had to go online. <laughs> yeah, you had to go on Bungie's website and read it all. And for, for the best part, or for the most part, they've improved on that. They have. Yeah. There was there's characters, there's motivation in terms of the Red War, which is the base campaign for for Destiny 2. Grawl, or whatever his name was, the, the villain. He had Grawl. motivation. There was... There was actual, you know, stuff to actually give a shit about in that. Yeah. More so than than Destiny 1. I can't even barely remember the plot for that. Something involving the Vex? The Black Garden? Something like that? And this stranger, like, exo-stranger that you never see again? Yeah. So, yeah. But, anyway, yeah, that was, that was me with Destiny. So, uh, Duncan. So, have we talked about Borderlands 3 on our podcast yet? Um, me and Steph have talked a little bit about Borderlands 3, but, yeah. uh, and then we did some Easter egg stuff, but if you want to talk Borderlands 3, go for it. So, you know, I mean, that's not something that I've done specifically last week, but, you know, I've been playing Borderlands 3, a lo- you know, intermittently since it came out. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit behind the, the, the hype train or whatever, but I don't really care, because I really enjoy this series. Yeah, really there's going to be two game. hype trains anyway. When the Steam release comes out, it'll just pick up again. But yeah, no, as you as you were saying, sorry, I got in the way. Yeah, I mean, so I'm playing Borderlands Three, and uh, I don't even know where to begin. It's uh, it, a lot of the the premise is very similar to previous games. You know, it's a first person loot shooter with a sort of comic style, you know, a, a comic book esque art style and mm. sensibilities for that matter. In uh, this game, I guess the big gimmick is that uh, instead of you know s- sticking to Pandora and its moon, uh, yeah. you now get to visit other planets in the uh, the the, uh, the Borderlands universe. Yeah, I don't know. Trekking across the universe. No, sorry, that's again wrong well, franchise. Right. That's not that far anyway. I, I'm, I don't even know if they're outside of the same. I don't even know if they're out of the star system or not. But. Uh, I mean, if it is stated that that's, that's kind of, they they do mention something about the seven galaxies, and this one's set in one of them. One of the seven galaxies. Yeah. So they've got room to grow. Indeed. Yeah. So you got uh, your your main mad guys, who uh, I you know I haven't finished the main campaign, so I don't know how their story ends or anything. You got your main bad guys are two uh, twin sirens, except one's female and one's male, which is kind of odd. Hmm. It's like, huh, we got a male siren. Yeah, something that is generally, law-wise, been male. Uh, no, female. female. The other way, right? Jesus Christ, get a grip. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's some kind of weird genetic thing where it's like, because she was a siren, but he's, but, but he was a dude. It's like, he's like kind of a siren, but not really. Like, he can use siren powers, but like, he needs to constantly recharge his batteries, so to speak, by mm. borrowing some energy from his sister. Yeah, they they do mention that they are Siamese twins, kind of when they meet Lilith, and they they state that uh, Troy is a parasite, well, she calls him a parasite, and that her father had to literally cut him off. So there was just something part his siren powers that was part drainy. There was a, there was a, I, th- I think the, the real question is like, it's like, is it like, was he literally like some growth attached to her? that like became its own person or is that just sort of like a you know like ego egocentrical like 
I am the primary organism. The thing that was attached to me, even though it was another person, is just a thing. Like, it's not a person. You know. Mm. Think about it in the perspective of, like, you cut something off of yourself. It's like, you don't think of that thing as being a person, even if it was. It was just a growth that was on you, wasn't it? Or, you know, but very, but it could very well just be like they were normal twins, and that she just, you know, her pers- from her perspective, yeah, uh, you know, they were whatever. But I don't know. I don't know the story because I haven't finished the campaign yet, so no spoilers. Uh, no, no, like I say I only, I only explained what you have already played, so I will not give spoilers. I am so not I've, that sort of person. So I've been to three planets now. I think mm-hmm. I've been to a, a couple. I've been to some other ones a couple times. The main enemy force up until now has been the Malawan Corporation, who partnered up with the uh, the the evil twins. Yeah, the children of the vault. Like yes, I say, this still feels that their their characterization still feels very. Um, what do they call them? What do they call the bad guys in Far Cry New Dawn? The the highwaymen. The highwaymen. Yeah, and they they were led by two twin sisters. So let's like say Borderlands Three seems to. I I don't joke when I say they seem to have took their inspiration from New Dawn, but it's not yes. the only one though, is it? Because didn't um, one of the Wolfenstein games do the same thing? Um, the Young Blood one, I think. Yeah. Yes, Young Blood. So it's like the same had, sort of thing as well. Yeah, but three is AAA it... titles in the space of two years have twins as the villains. Yeah. So what you're saying is that evil twins are taking over yes. popular media, and we need yeah, to. Kill all twins to prevent them from seeping into real life. Yeah, yeah. basically, twins are in this this generation. Evil Seems twins, be. even better. Evil twins. I need no to goatee required. I need to work out which of my friends that are twins is evil. All of them. Yeah. I went to school with three sets of twins, all my yeah. age. They're all evil. All of them. Yep. Absolutely uh, every single one. But as you were saying. But yeah, no, I mean, there's not much to say about gameplay except, you know, it's it's a lot of the same stuff. Loot shooter, infinite combinations of weapons with different stats and abilities. Uh, there's a couple new features, like they've introduced some guns now that can flip between two different, like, like modes. Like, uh, you know, I mean, some games had, you know, some previous games had uh, flexibility between, like, burst fire, single fire, automatic mm-hmm. before. But now it's like, you know, you can flip a switch and, you know, your assault rifle turns into, like, a rocket launcher or something like that. Yeah. Or they even change elements as well. Yeah. Some, they, some one, they could be elements. shock or they could be corrosive. Yeah. So that's neat. That's kind of fun. It gives you a little bit more fun to play Things with. to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're running you're running a siren, aren't you, on this one? You're running a Mara. Yes, I am running the siren. And I, I, I wish I was playing the... Uh, the Beastmaster. I want. I want. I want Dog Friend to follow me yeah. around. I do and say be my that. bro. I think. I think I'm gonna because I have completed the the storyline. I've unlocked the Guardian rank, so I'm thinking of maybe sort of leveling up my Moes a little bit more, getting some Guardian rank, and then making a Beastmaster because it looks so fun. And and you can pet the kind of you can pet the Skag. You can. You can pet your doggo friend. Yeah, and he he pisses on stuff. <laughs> Yay. That's the best okay. part about having pets. Pets and piss. <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 good. It's very good. But yeah, I'm having so, a lot of fun. You know, it's been a bit of a break since in the Borderlands series, like in the main series. 
uh, I mean, you know, seven priest, seven years if they uh, keep seven telling. years from the yeah some of the it's been seven years since Borderlands two, uh, like four or five since the pre sequel, which was eh, it was okay. A lot of people gave it crap, but I think it was better than the first, not as good as the second one. But I mm. think this one might be the best one so far. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, coolios, right? Stay. Yeah. What have you been playing, sir? I'm going to throw back to an old game I've been playing. It's been about time since I got around to finishing it. Um, Fallout 4. I'll come back to that for a bit. Oh, Fallout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fallout the non... Um, the non-76 76 game. Was, yeah. I can't uh, take the piss out of this one, because Fallout 4 was alright. It was a game that functioned. Uh, unlike yeah. 76. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, for those who uh, who may have been living in a vault, Steve, what is Fallout 4? Yeah, 76 is just a bad one. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going through the new cool content on Fallout 4 at the moment, which is pretty good. Killed all the Raider leaders. It's so taken over now. Okie doke. Give us a rundown of Fallout 4. Yeah, um... I've always enjoyed it. The settlement mechanics have always been one of my favourite aspects of the game. Mm. And the storyline is okay. I like it. Not a fan of the Institute. Never really ran with them. I'm kind of going for the best ending you can get at the moment. Okay. That's whereby you've got the Minutemen, the Brotherhood and the Railroad all working together to Uh. end the Institute. You can do it. You gotta do missions in a specific way though to get that ended. But it is possible. Okay. Fair enough. And just just so just so I'm aware here, what are the Institute? Oh, the Institute are a group of evil synths. I could tell you who they're led by, but it might be considered a spoiler for some. I think the Statue of Limitations allows you to say who that is. Well yeah, considering what the game's how old now? Four? Three, four years old now? Uh, yeah, four, five, maybe, something like that. Six, seven, eight, nine, twelve, forty-seven. Yeah. So, and 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 simps, by the way, this is basically like replicants and yeah, cyborgs and and shit Fake like that. Fake human. Fake human. Yeah. Built by machines to okay. imitate. It's like you say, replicants in a way. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't agree with their ideology and. They're going to be the enemy, even though my son is the one that's in charge of them all. Or father, as he's known. Oh, uh, yeah. yes, because... Your son is yeah. your father? What? No. No, no, the son is the father of the... of The yeah. the, the Institute. Because the son is, is uh, taken away at a very, very early age. Except um, that that you you were then left in isolation for a few a few more years after that. Yeah, I I I read up a little bit on the story because I mean I've still got Fallout Four on my computer somewhere. I just not, just didn't get into it. But it's a good game. It's just that it, the thing with the Bethesda games and D is on the same sort of idea on this, is that they're very open, in in a sense of you know it's like, I know that's a weird thing to say in an that an open world game is too open, but Fallout. That's the thing. It's like it's like you get you get paralyzed with choice. It's just like I could go anywhere, but then yeah. what's really telling you 
what's driving you or directing you in the sense that it's like what makes one area more desirable to you than any other yeah Yeah. you have no motivation to go on that's why games with a little bit of a a a narrative thrust to them are like oh that's there you go now i know which way to go that's the way the objective is Mm. yeah i get that um and there is there is a narrative direction with Fallout 4, but you do have the option to just basically ignore it straight off the bat. I mean, mm. you're ex- you're expected to go to Concord as soon as you leave the vault after you've been through Sanctuary, after you've been through the ruined Sanctuary. You're expected to go down the road, go down to the local town, Concord, and meet the Minutemen. That's what you're expected to do. Mm. Um... But you meet your dog meat of the game as well, don't you? Yeah, so. You do, yeah. But what some people do is they'll either run completely, they'll run south past Concord, or they'll run east mm. and then just yeah. explore instead, which is what my dad did. So it took him a while before he went and went to Concord. But for me, I went to Concord straight away, and that's how I got my direction for where to go. Um. But yeah, you're right. The games like that, particularly Bethesda games, and more recently with Ubisoft's um, Assassin's Creed series. I mean, Origins, yes. Origins, and Odyssey are massive games. I mean, I I've been meaning to get back to Odyssey for a while, but yeah. I just don't know where to. I just don't know where to start. So I've yeah, I, I, did, to do. I suffered from open world paralysis on. On Origins, well, because that came out on the Humble Bundle, and I was like, oh, right, this is sweet. And, you know, I generally do get a good distance in Assassin's Creed games, but I got, like, through the opening chapter, and it was just like, what the hell is going on? There is so much there. There's too much there. And that is probably going to be the same with um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint as well. Not that I'm touching that with a barge pole at the moment. What from what I've seen, yeah, it looks like it's going to be another one of the big games, kind of like Wildlands. It seems like it's going to be a hybrid of Wildlands and Division, in which mm-hmm. case you're going to have a lot to do, but you're going to have the flexibility that you've got in Wildlands. So, yeah, that's going to be a bit different, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, and but yeah, just just yeah. while we say that, very very brief public service announcement from Immaterial Gamers: Fuck the Ghost Recon microtransactions in Breakpoint. <laughs> Yeah, Everything is purchasable. What's yeah. the point? Play the fucking game. This has been a public service announcement from Immaterial Gamers. I am an Immaterial Gamer and I approve this message. Thank you, yep, thank you. Me too. So yeah, so you still going with, with with Fallout Four. So are you, are you a big are you a big power armor person? Um, how should I put it? I have. No. <laughs> well, and yes. Sorry. Go on. I don't actively use them, but. Just to put it lightly, based off the stuff that I have, I had 10 power armors in Sanctuary alone. Oh my uh, god. Four in Nuka World, with the exception of the Quantum Armor, which I can't get yet, because I need yep. to get all the Star Cores. Um, and I have about six in one of my other locations as well. Okay. So I've got over 20 power armor sets and frames. Fucking Christ, so you're a collector. You could, uh, you could... You could suit up an army with that. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me that he already has. Settlements just full of people. Doing doing getting going through their normal day with with just tons and tons of power armor. Hey guys, I'm doing the yeah. gardening. Hey, let's wheat out these uh these marrow. 
charging up the minigun. Funnily enough, I don't use the minigun. Oh. Because it takes too long to <laughs> it takes too long to rev up. All the weapons are quicker. <laughs> so I just uh. sell I just sell the ammo for the minigun because each bullet of five millimeter rounds yeah. is worth um, one one bottle cap. So you can just use that to buy all the caps off the vendor. It's one way to fair do. enough. It's an ammo source we don't use. So Yeah. Um, but to throw a little bit of something different into what I've been playing, mm-hmm. um, I've also been playing, well, obviously Division 2, but I'm not going to talk about it because I spoke about that last time, and I do enjoy my time playing that game. Okay. Uh, but also, I've gone back to a game on PC that was bad on release, but seems to have improved since a recent update. You may no have Man's heard of Sky. it. Not <laughs> No Man's Sky. No, go on. What, what, what is it? It's um, Imperator Rome. Ah, yes. I've heard about that. Imperator, there's oh, a paradox. Great yes. strategy, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, initially, when it was released, everyone liked the idea of it. And it showed a lot of promise. It looked like it was going to be really good. Um, mm. But the way they'd set it up in terms of like how you would manage your nation so to speak the source of which you would do it mm. was just unrealistic unrealistic and so very very narrow focused it was yeah it didn't really work and it didn't gel well with the other mechanics in the game mm. so what they've done they've reworked it and now it's a much better more it, it feels more realistic now it's a bit better in the way they've done it in that your military traditions come directly out of your military experience. Right, which okay. Is good. That makes sense. Because originally they had um, individual mana pools for different things, kind of like how Europa Universalis works. But at least that one kind of made sense in the way it was structured. Well, the one in um, Imperator Rome just didn't work. And it was cumbersome, and you just couldn't really get much done. A lot of people complained about it, and of course they did the update, they reworked a lot of mechanics. And now it feels better, feels plays better as well. And it's not as easy to win, which is what one the issues was when it was released. Because I remember a trial campaign that I did, in that you could declare war on someone without having claims on provinces. <laughs> the moment you took it, you took their entire land, and I'm thinking... That was too easy. Mm. If only war was just like, ah, uh, you know, well, let's not take all the surrounding lands. If I just take this building, everything falls to me. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what happened, and it just just didn't didn't go well at all. Nah. Um, but I'm glad they've done the update. And something to add to the podcast, which is gaming related, and in relation to Paradox itself, yeah. I will be going to their event. On nineteenth of this month, I believe. Oh. From the eighteenth to the twentieth. So I'm going to PDXCon in Berlin. Okay. So I'll be there that weekend. And one exciting. Pardon? Is that exciting? Just... Yeah. Very exciting. It is, yeah. Because it's gonna be a good little good little time to actually go there, do a bit of networking for ourselves and to also see some of the other games that they're making. Mm-hmm. In one of the games that's in development that's under them, I think it's 
Bloodlines, I think. Bloodlines 2, I think. Oh, yes, um, by the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yeah, originally we were meant to be able to play the demo there, mm. but due to unforeseen circumstances we're not going to get that demo, but you know what we're going to get? What are you going to get? We're going to get the code for the game when it's released, it's going to be part of our goodie bag when we turn up. Oh. Yeah. Well, you better be around to talk about uh, Bloodlines 2 at that point. Yeah, because I think at this point as well, so I saw it was a stream of it months back. It it hasn't aged well, but the original Bloodlines yeah. was being played at some point, and it actually makes it, it looks a bit interesting for me because like where's weird first person RPG yeah. sort of things go? Vampires, you know, it it kind of works. Yeah. So yeah, cool, right? Well, that is the podcast. For this week, it's another what's been played special. Okay. Um, we've we've all got stuff to do. Uh, don't to go work. I've got to like strap myself down to the editing minds again and get stuff going because it's going to be a busy week. Like I say, I'm not going to be here next week, but someone will be. We'll work that out, I think. Yeah, we'll 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 figure that out at some point. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, have fun with that, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I know, I know Duncan's not going to be there either. Nope. Birthday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> someone will be there. I hope. I promise. Yeah. I don't promise. But, um, you don't promise. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wouldn't. But, um, if you did like what you've heard this week, please do the likey, sharey, subscribe thing, click that bell, um, notify, engage, comment, you know, form up, even. Yep. Oh, no, that's a like. No. But, um, yeah, remember, this is October, so it is the Immaterial Gamers Spooktober Spectacular. By the time this podcast comes out, we will now have the first video of both Duncan and Andrea's trek through the small horror games and yeah. and uh, my trek through Resident Evil. Um, week two for Duncan and Andrea that will come out tomorrow, Wednesday, is that... The Mad Father? Yes, the uh, well, it's just Mad Mad Father. No, no. Ah, not not the Mad Father. So it's not like it's not like a Don Corleone sort of thing. It's not you know, it's not like a evil mafia boss. Angry Papa. Uh, yeah, Angry Papa. He, uh, she, my I, my sister named <laughs> the scene in uh, Streamlabs, um, Mood Upsetty Dad Spaghetti. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. So uh yeah, that that'll be that'll be out on Wednesday, but then the usual stuff will be out through the week. You know, just the the playlist there. Listen to our other podcast, you'll know the schedule by now, generally. But um yeah. Uh other thing on that is that we'll get the September highlights video out this week as well. Very exciting. So uh, I've got everything downloaded and ready to go, so it'll be all good. And then, yeah, other than that, keep an eye on the social medias, Facebook and Twitter in the description of all the stuff. Remember, you can listen to this on YouTube or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or just as an MP3 file on your computer. So so you got all that. So all that's left to say is thank you very much, Stephen, and thank you very much, Duncan. Always good to be here. And uh, I've been Ryan. And, uh, for God's sake, please don't kill each other, and we shall see you next week. We will.
Bye. Bye. Bye.